Welcome to You Ancient Podcast, Zubby. This is Cooper. And we're here to talk shit. So, how many... We, we've all kind of watched... To, during this podcast, we're going to talk about soul food. Soul food's about black, uh, a black family dealing with uh, family issues during that Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. <laughs> and that's that's the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do y'all think about soul food? I like it. Uh, <laughs> just, I think that the only thing that kind of throws me off is ever since I've watched an episode of the Boondocks that talked about how they eat the soul food and then continue to eat it after the grandma died, you know, essentially killing themselves. (laughs) But it's it's a good movie. You said they they continue to eat the, the, uh, the food, the soul food after the grandmother died and what? Perpetually killing themselves too on the lawn <laughs> every Sunday. Also, I mean, they did have a lot of food, like a lot of food yeah, for yeah. those. People. Like, y'all can't be eating all that in like one plate. Like, some of y'all got to choose. Like, I'm I, I'm just eat chicken this Sunday, or am I gonna eat fish? Exactly. <laughs> and if I don't <laughs> eat fish, if I don't eat the fish like tonight or today. I'm not gonna eat it for the rest of the week because I'm gonna move for chicken. I don't wanna I don't wanna eat the, the I don't wanna eat high calorie food all throughout the week. You never lose weight. <laughs> True. But soul food but makes kept, you happy. So that we yeah, just kinda get a dose of happiness every every Sunday for the week. <laughs> what they say what they say soul food is good is good for the soul. You cook you cook from your On their way to heaven, you know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. But I like the the family aspects of like the movie. Like just every day, all getting together and cooking the food together, and coming together and actually talking and actually being together. I like that. Yeah, reminds me of my family. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Does your family do that every Sunday? We, we actually we used to before oh. COVID. Every Sunday, you know, me just it's just really just my mom and my brother and my sister. We well, our families we come together and we would eat every Sunday. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like we're like a a real not a Cosby type family, but <laughs> we're really close. <laughs> Hey, that's a good thing. I know. I kind of wish, uh, I kind of hope that my family will be like that, like on my side, on my part. But right now, my family's not like that. So (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, to like, I I, I feel like their family was really big. I'm about to say that my family is big. I feel like big families have like the biggest issues with it. That's true. Mm so many people to get together yeah Yeah. nowadays people can come up with every every excuse in the book not to show up so you be trying to have them get togethers and nobody show up exactly i know one time i tried to uh 
So those who don't know about me, I got reacquainted with my father's side of the family. I want to say 2013, 14. So I want to say this happened to me, I want to say the year after last. I'll say maybe maybe last year. It's when I had the apartment. Shay, you, you, you might remember. You might oh, remember. Yeah. yeah. So I invited my siblings over. I had like, I have like six sisters. I'm the oldest. I have, I have six younger sisters and then a younger brother. At the time, my younger brother was in jail. But everybody else was like out, right? Maybe two of them, maybe two, maybe two of them were out of state. They couldn't like come. But anyways, I set up like a little like game night for us to get together and kind of and kind of hang out. My siblings and nobody came, and nobody said like why or nothing. They didn't say nothing. Man, <laughs> I was I had to get over it. <laughs> so messed up. I was feeling some type of way, but oh well. Oh well. I've been just trying to get like a group of like friends that are girls just to try to figure out how to hang out and that never goes as planned. So I understand. (laughs) Cause I be trying because I'm very antisocial. And when I feel like being social and it don't happen, it's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like you feel like you, you you do all this work and you spread them for the, everybody to kind of like show up. Mm-hmm. Like That's true. It's like, it's like what's what's wrong? It's either what's wrong with me or it's like what's wrong with uh, or or it's like did they not like want to do this or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> like I make it clear. Yeah, definitely. But just also, it's just like He's I have told to you. definitely. Communication, assholes, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Yeah, I think it just at the end of the day, I was like, I had to be like, you know, like I made my effort. It's on them. Like I made my effort. It's on them. I'm not the one that's always going to be calling or always going to be whatever. Like, <laughs> like I, I called a few times. And that's like it. Maybe they didn't really, they don't call as much. That's fine. Like, I made the effort. So, as long as I made the effort, then I'm good. <laughs> then I, I'm at peace. <laughs> Very true. Mache, how is it? How is it like when your family is it just that they're too big or? No, we have a really small family. Like, uh, my parents' family lives in Georgia. So, it's only the four of us. We go down, celebrate holidays. But, you know, I don't even live by my parents, so. So if they had, like, a get-together, like, every Sunday, Sunday, would you even be able to go, or? Mm, I don't live that far, but I don't think I'd be traveling down there every It was tradition. <laughs> to go have dinner. Mm. <laughs> I think that, that's yeah. Maybe once a month. Maybe once a month. <laughs> That's just because, like, your family, all right? It sounds like it's just a, it's like a, yeah. a family thing. Yeah, and that's the thing that too with this show, with this movie, like they seem like they, on some level, like each other. And I think that's like a key thing with family. It's like, yeah, we love. I have to love you with family, but I don't have to like you. <laughs> 
which is some tough, which is a tough statement to make. I mean, but it is true. Because I honestly feel like, you know, your friends could be your family too. Family dynamics are just, they're definitely different. Yeah, I always kind of felt like it's, it's, like, I always felt like, in a sense, like, sad. I didn't like certain people in my family or whatever. But at some level, like, I just had to be like, no, I'm sure they probably don't like me either or whatever. And just need to get over it, in a sense. Um, but then I always wanted to use those opportunities to look inside myself and be like, what do I need to change truly? Or is it just them and they just are totally close minded to me and my point of view or me and just as a person, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's definitely. I feel like family dynamics are just so difficult. That's not the thing with this movie, though. Like, you you can explore all that, I feel like. Like, you have Terry Terry and the sisters together, them dealing Mm -hmm. with their issues, because Terry (laughs) is the employer of the family. And then we have I said Terry is the oldest. She's the she's the uh, she's the lawyer of the family. And then we have mm-hmm. Nia Long, who's the youngest. She is the barber. She's the she's the girl you always have to help. She has got the uh, what's it called the beauty shop. Yep. Yeah. You have. <laughs> <That's my favorite. laughs> Why is that your favorite? Why was she your favorite? Because she was one, she was so down for her man. Two, she just had a, such a fun personality. I don't know. She's she's the one that I like the most in the movie. And then you have Bibica Fox, a Maxine, the mid, the middle, the one that's second in command in a sense. One that's and they're dealing with their issues because their sisters grew up together and you have Terry played by Vanessa Williams who doesn't who's envious of of Maxine because she got with the man that she was originally was trying to get with not even that right like Maxine stole the man from Terry Exactly. That would have been so salty, too. Imagine the way that she found out was seeing his car fogged up and she knocks on it and you see your sister in him? Yeah. Yeah, the sister did dirt. The sister did dirt by not not, by not telling by not telling Maxine by not telling uh, Terry. Maxine was wrong. She should have told Terry that. Yeah, me and me and this me and your dude again together. I really like him and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the fact that she didn't do that, that was dirty. That was dirty. That was dirty. The way she found out. I mean, but then you could do the uh, other side. And they're married and have a kid and one on the way. And she still is harboring on that. Yeah. 
but I, I guess I feel yeah, I guess I feel like too for Terry as that like she doesn't let things go. You know, she's one of those people that I, I identify with Terry because I do have a hard time letting things go. You know, it's it's a struggle to just that always that is to let it go because you try to do things that help you move on, but when those things don't work out, like we see with Terry, then it's like then it's it's very easy to just go into those modes of well, this person did me wrong. Like if if my life did, if, if this didn't happen, my life would have turned out differently. You know. And we see that things to 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 live. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not a it's not a great way to live, but it's it's, uh, but on this and on some level, like you, there's no magic cure to it. You can easily we can easily say she should have moved on, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that's a that's a journey in of itself to be a person that can't let things go. That that easily like that's a journey in and of itself because letting things go is a skill. <laughs> letting things go easily is a skill. Like some people are just really good at it because they yeah. practice it and they did that stuff versus other people that don't. That that, that, that don't, it's hard for them to really do that. You know, I, I like Terry just seems like she's that person that like wants to do everything right. Just like she said in the movie, like mom and dad kept me in the books. And they knew I was going to be successful in school. You know, she did what she was expected of her. Mm-hmm. And then she expected everything good to happen from that. It seems like I may be going too far with it, but that's what she said. So I'm thinking that that's what it is. <laughs> they showed on film. <laughs> so um, she, went to, she went to work. She's a big time lawyer. She has this joint account with, the, with her husband. You know, she comes home saying that oh, somebody took. She assumed that somebody took money out of the account. She didn't even think that it was her own husband that did it, <laughs> because she would expect that he would have told her, mm-hmm. but he didn't tell her. So I think like she goes through life like, expecting things have to happen because she does these things. It's like a check mark. He's also an asshole. For sure. I think they're both the wrong. I think they're both the wrong. I think they were both like for sure wrong. Like they should have talked about like she shit she shitting on his dreams. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's true too. And then her not going to his to his concerts mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. that let the opening for that whole deal to happen. If she was there supporting him. That would never would have happened, and them not them not talking it through, like them just letting it go. Like he should have told her that he was going to pull out that money, and she should have she should not have came at it the way that she did. Mm-hmm. I think it was the judgment, honestly. Oh yeah, that set into motion everything that happened on the second half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's funny because that's how it seems like it always happens, like on movies and in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the guy feels unappreciated for whatever reason, and the girl feels, I don't know. 
but (laughs) (laughs) like you know the girl is frustrated you know for whatever the reason is and won't let go of whatever that issue is and then it ends up the guy ends up stepping out or somebody ends up stepping out of the relationship and um because they got that person in there they got that outside person outside of their marriage always being there for that person you know what i mean like yeah. that work husband or that that <laughs> work wife mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's just like the problem with a sense with these movies though too like i feel like they're tackling huge like this movie I think they did a good job with it, but in a sense, though, they, they didn't do, they could have done better, but they did good at that time. But I feel like their issues they're tackling was so big that a movie, one movie wasn't going to attack, wasn't going to solve everything. That's true. <laughs> you know, like having the cousin around after she cheated, after she cheated with, with, with Terry's man, like, that is crazy. <laughs> like, like what? Like what? Like like what's happening with that? That's not gonna like like you're just gonna say you know what? Terry's gonna say you know what? It's okay. You know. <laughs> no, it happens in real life. Trust and believe. I know. Oh, <laughs> not that I have partaken in anything like that. Before, I'm so but <laughs> the disclaimer of it all. <laughs> but I'm thinking with Terry, like. One, she's been harboring the fact that her sister stole her boyfriend for a smooth, like, what, 10, 12 years? Yeah, yeah. But she forgives the cousin for sleeping with her man. I don't know. We don't even really see her forgive her, though. She t- it's just more like, it's just more Maxine getting on her case that, no, she's going to stay. She's family, right? Yeah. And because Faith is going to leave. And then right at that moment when they're about to talk it all out, the fire breaks out, which I don't know about you, but when I first watched the movie, even now when I watch it over and over again, I go throughout the years, I'm like, oh, why is the fire going to break out? Oh, my God, I hate that kid. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) The fire is the least interesting thing that could have happened in this moment. But having like I don't know if y'all knew this, but like actually the movie like starring TV show based on the same characters, not the same actors and actresses, but like the same characters. They just made a TV show out of it. It was like a Showtime show. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I went to uh, go look for Soul Food online to watch it, and I was like, "Wait, there's a whole series." <laughs> hmm It's called Soul Food. Yeah. Uh huh. Based on the same characters. It's a continuation of what happens after the movie. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. I think if I remember correctly, like one, um, I think Bird ends up being a lesbian or get, have going into a, relation, a, a lesbian relationship because he, her and Lem break up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whole deal. It's either, it's either Bird or Terry. Like, it's either those, if I remember correctly. It's not Maxine. Because Maxine and her dude, Miles, uh, Miles gets into, like, some tries to go into his own business or whatever. And so he's dealing with that stuff. Okay. I mean, it's no, not interesting. Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I, 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 I would say if you like black 
drama, whatever like that, it's cool to watch. Because actually, like, LaVita, the girl, the woman that plays LaVita mm-hmm. and Steve Harvey show, that lady, she's in, um, she's in there. She's like the lesbian that one of the sisters hook up, hooks up with or gets with. Oh, wow. So, interesting. Very interesting. So, I will say, too, that, like, the whole secret money, the whole secret money thing, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't too into that either. I was like, y'all tell me I didn't know that your grandmother had all this money and cash. Like, that's her era. That's, that, that's what they do. People in her era, that's what they do. They yeah. had money, like, under under beds and in closets. <laughs> exactly. And they brought it up like in the beginning. They were like, yeah. uh, p- supposedly she has all this money, but uh, no one really knows for sure. <laughs> like, that's how you know it was going, they were going to eventually find it some way, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Terry having the, I was about to sell the house after the grandmother, like, just dying or whatever. I'm like, come on, like, Terry, like, you know you can't do that. These people haven't been in there every Sunday. You know, logically, you can't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and are we going to skip over the fact that I'm pretty sure it was Terry, but Terry had, uh, what was the younger sister's name? She had her man beat up her husband. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? What's his name? Semiel, Semiel. Yeah, I think Semiel. But uh, she had no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Bird helped. Bird got Semiel, her ex, to help get um Lim a job. Mm-hmm. Lim. Finds out, beats Simoel's ass. Yep. Then Terry sees that Terry Terry sees Bird and Lim have it out in the beauty shop. Mm-hmm. She thinks that Lim put hands on Bird. He leaves. She calls her cousin, the uh, gangster cousin, whatever his name yep. is. <laughs> they meet they, they see Lim at the bar and be his ass and try to be his ass but Lim being the boss that he is <laughs> already has a gun like beats them up and then put, pulls a gun on them <laughs> crazy right because he's on probation yep. and his ass goes to jail <laughs> man he I know that man was mad he played that part real good he I really that. he did <laughs> Me too. I said, "Dang, he's getting like, his life together." Like, damn, I had to do some shit like that. that <laughs> almost get my butt whooped by my man because I thought I was helping him out. That same that they probably would have had that same reaction. I ain't gonna say she deserved it, but somebody should have told her that that was not a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> And- well, Maxine tells her later. Maxine tells tells us tells her straight later, and uh, like this is what I mean. Like it's a movie, right? Where because in real life, I feel like if somebody had put somebody else in their place like this, I feel like they would have been like, "Well, well, you don't know what you're talking about." They don't know. They like, like acceptance is not as common as what movies make. 
Like I feel like she was like I feel like if she was if she was in real life, she wouldn't have been as accepting of the truth as she was in this movie. Because in that moment, like and not in that moment, because like Taryn Terry, her Maxine Burton Terry meet for lunch, and they are ta- and they are talking about uh, the gra- the grandmother's house that Terry wants to sell. Maxine stands up to Terry and says, "I filed this injunction to stop you." from selling, uh, selling mama's house and Terry leaves upset that she's asking that, that a family's going against her. And then Mac Bird and Maxine go in the bathroom because Bird needs to go to the bathroom, tells Maxine why she's pregnant. And that's when, and then she's all sad. He's all sad and just like everything's shit because she made this mistake. And then Maxine calls her out and says, you know, you can't do that. You know you gotta let the man be the man. Let him try. <laughs> yep, man. Mm-mm-mm. But she does it in like a sisterly tone, like sisterly slash motherly tone. But which I felt like maybe Bird probably needed at that moment because I like Big Mama's gone. You know. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's the- definitely something that the grandmother would have said as an advice. That's what I was gonna say. Because uh, she definitely would have got her together if she was. And that was her sister that got beat up, right? I mean, she didn't get beat up, but that was her sister that he was yelling at. They were sisters, right? Yeah. So, what was the first thing she did was call her cousin and not go tend to her sister? <laughs> that hurt my nerves when I saw that. I was like, that's your blood right there, and you're going you going to call somebody? You got, I mean, I get it, but I still would have tended to my sister first to make sure that she was okay before well, I Well, the friends are there. The friends were there tending to her, remember? I don't care. I'm. That's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I guess it's different. Friends of the cousins, call Pookie, tell him it's an emergency. I would have done it that way. <laughs> if her closest friends are there, to me, it's like if her closest friends are there, that's fine. That's fine. Like if she's not okay and you need to, and she needs to be have more than her closest friends help her, then I'll be able to see that after I make this call. I'm, I'm not trying it, but I'm just saying that's probably what she thought. That's probably what it was because she was looking right in that direction, and then she got the phone and made the call. And I would assume that after she made the call, she then like went after and checked on her. And well, she, if she yeah. would have waited five minutes, she would have known that she wouldn't have got hit, and that and... she didn't need to call them. She stayed up front the whole time. That man walked in the store and broke the glass on the door. Walked yeah. to the back of the shop and <laughs> grabbed her. The minute the minute that man would have put his hands on me, my sister would have probably whooped his ass. So she, 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 sat there and she let him take it. She, she let him take her she, back there and get yelled she at. Would she would have to be quick because, uh, man, the way Lynn, way Lynn went out burned, it was like nobody had a chance. She took her and then straight to the back room, straight to the back room. But nobody was that quick up in that movie. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Carrie was in the front, and she's right next to the door that he slammed. So I would assume that she was just freaked, the fu- freaked mm-hmm. out, right? And then he goes straight for Bird, grabs Bird, and goes in the room. And then after they do their business, he leaves. And she doesn't, and Bird doesn't let anybody else in the room. So they're all um, banging on the door trying to get in, and Bird's not letting anyone in. That's true. 
It's not like he was really speaking in a private conversation. The door had a little window. Hold exactly. And, <laughs> and, he, and he, he was, was yelling. yelling so loud. <laughs> the only thing that man could have been covering up is whooping her ass. Yep. <laughs> in that closet. Would you hurt? I mean, but to be fair, if you didn't see anything and the door was closed, you just heard a bunch of banging and screaming. Yeah. You probably would have thought that. Yeah, <laughs> she was just a fast, but you it's, decided to stay in the front and just listen instead of just maybe calling 911. <laughs> <laughs> True. See, and uh, here's my thing too. Like, I don't know how I feel about them saying that Lem beat Bird. You know, like I don't feel like what he did was a beat when she when she was trying to put her hands on him and he didn't want her to touch him and she and he just and he just like placed her like literally like on against the wall like don't touch me like don't touch me and he left right like I'm not saying I'm not justifying what he did I'm just saying I don't just I don't say I don't say that he beat her I would never say that he beat her that's my thing like yeah. I won't go to that level. Him putting his hands on her is wrong in general. It's wrong anyways. But I wouldn't say that he beat her because he did. Yeah, it could have definitely been a lot worse. He controlled his temper for sure. But that was a hard shove. I ain't even gonna lie. It was a hard shove. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what it made me over-exaggerate and say, man, that man whooped my ass. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But Bird didn't even like, but but Bird had, I like that Bird stepped in later and said, he didn't beat me. Like, he didn't. You know? Or at least at least she went to him in a way that's like, of course he didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. I feel like she had me, I, I really will just like to have that conversation. Like, with just with Bird, Terry, her, and, and Faith and Miles just having it all out. Right? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know what you would say in that situation. Like I like that Maxine was trying to take a lead and like try to actually put everything together, but it's like, what do you say? Honestly, <laughs> I don't think there's anything you can say to be real. Well, she was gonna call out Terry. Like I remember in the, in the beginning of the movie, didn't they say Terry shouldn't be in Maxine's business? Yep. Or somebody, or some part of the movie, they said like you need to be not. It, it was that it was that scene. It's like you need to be focused on. You need to get out of their business, calling Terry out, saying like you need to get out of their business and stop focusing on why your man is sleeping with her. Yeah, but I, like even before that, before any of the affair started happening, uh, she was in. Uh, is it Maxine? She was in her business basically, and the grandma. Well, the mom told them, like, hey, you need to worry about your marriage. You're on the second one. Yeah, that's true. She did say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that's that's crazy that you have to do that. That you got the grandmother or even my Maxine has to point these things out to her, this high class power, this high class power lawyer, you know? That's true. But, you know, I feel like that's normally how it goes. That's like the other dynamic. True. She's uh, super successful, but because she's super successful, she's she, she has to be in control of everything. Yeah. Which makes her relationships suffer. Yeah. 
Let me every time I see like this movie and I see like the whole conversation with Miles, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it so ridiculous that he stop doesn't want to be a high powered lawyer anymore? He made his success, he made his money, takes his own money out of the bank, even though they didn't merge it. He didn't take. He didn't seem to take all of it. He just took what he needed to to, to power what he's doing next, and yeah. that's the problem to Terry. <laughs> because she didn't. I think that she just couldn't believe that he was passionate about that. Like she's like your little band. <laughs> yeah, that's so condescending. Yeah, yeah, that's so condescending. That that hurt me. I was like, jeez. <laughs> Like you work, like you work as a man. You work your your ass off, right? You provide, and you and when he didn't provide because they both provided, they both are high, super successful people. But mm-hmm. you provide himself. He did his own. He did his part. He got his degrees. He came in success, and even then, he can't afford. He's with this woman who can't who can't see that he has earned the right to at least go for a dream that he want that he wants to work on. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not talking about process. some dudes don't have a job. <laughs> don't have a job. <laughs> and like it's just a bum a bum. We're talking about a dude that is successful and is like and, and has and has done his part. And even then <laughs> he gets shit on. And that's true, but I really just think her brain couldn't process that. She's like, "You're already successful. Why would you leave everything to go do that, or even invest in that? That's just a hobby. That's not a career." Yeah, but uh, back, you know, black people were kind of forced to just work. Yeah, you know, and make money like that's we didn't know about dreams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know nothing about following dreams. No, you go to work. You make money, you work hard, you provide for your family. Those are the basics. <laughs> and, and, and so it was unreal to her at that time. I remember the first time I met this guy, he was a surgeon and he worked at this night job with me. And I was like, why are you working this night job? And he was like, for my band. This is the extra money for my band. I was like, what? And he was like, no, 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 for real. And I didn't believe him. I was like, you're not no surgeon. Then he came to work in scrubs one day. And I was like, nah, you ain't. Because <laughs> like, I was like, you ain't no surgeon. You ain't no, you know. And then he showed me his band and everything. And I was just like, wow. Okay, follow your dreams, man. Do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> was he good? Was the band good? Uh, <laughs> 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 Cooper's like they a milestone. <laughs> I don't look. I don't think success was a goal for them. Dang. <laughs> I mean, like money wise, I think they were just trying to do it for the love of it. Okay. I think it was a jazz band too, so I wouldn't even know. Well, that's like that brings us to the point to another thing I want to talk about the music of the movie, like so good, so good. Yeah, it is definitely. 
Like boys to men, mama. Oh, they bust that out. And that's at the beginning. You knew that the uh-huh. was gonna be fire off the first. Yeah, it just kind of it just engrossed you in that family feeling. And then I almost played a whole song. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and by the loss of the grandmothers or their mothers, they'd just be tearing up. Like I lost my grandmother, kind of teared up. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Then mention anything about diabetes? Yeah, we did. We didn't talk about it again. But I'm just saying. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll get to that. We, we're leaving a big mama conversation. <laughs> okay. Oh, <please>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they busted out with like later on, like they got like me, like you know, like no diggity during the during the marriage during the marriage <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. Which was. What you about to say? I was like, and we also bypassed uh, Lim, their wedding day at the reception. Him with that girl with the short dress on. Mm. <laughs> mm. Like, him already, uh, it wasn't quite cheating, but they were doing a lot on the dance floor in front of everybody. On her yeah. Wedding day. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, man. If I was I can't even put myself in them position. I would never be in them position. Then a guy, imagine me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna get with somebody like Bird, who's basically like 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 gasoline to hit to his fire. That's true. In a sense. <laughs> because she gets with men that's like Lim. Or not like no, she doesn't get with men that's like Lim, but like I mean like the men that Bird gets with. It seems like are on the kind of men that Lemon want to beat the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I was like that whole dynamic: the man putting uh, the money in her bra in front of everybody, him yeah. uh, get, getting that dance from that girl. I was like, this this marriage is already setting up to not be that well to go that well. You could already tell. It's too much temptation. It's too much. It's like it's not even like them though. It's like they're ha- they're having fun, and they're just they're just living their life, and it's like the streets are calling them back. They're trying to be yeah. they're trying to do good. <laughs> they're trying to do good and, and make a home, but the streets are calling, <laughs> and they that's can't like, leave. Them yeah, that's the perfect example for real. Like <laughs> they just couldn't get it back. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get a piece and can't get a break. <laughs> like the streets need to get need to get a message. They like, leave them alone. <laughs> They're <Yes>. done. <laughs> They're out the game. Yeah, but I tell you what, like Miles's band was so good. Like yeah. oh my, like that's what if Terry had just went to his went to the band, like went to her went to his little concert, his little playing at the nightclubs. Like I feel like she would have backed him because they were good. I was like, hmm, I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And I think, like, that's what I was thinking when I was watching the movie. Just if she would have seen him playing with the band one time, she would have seen the vision. That she would have understood. Yeah. And he was so happy and he was so in his element and so at peace. 
I mean, and like you said, he worked hard for so long, he should be able to actually do something he enjoys. But, yeah, I think, like, Lim, I think Lim, too, working on, like, having that whole interaction at the wedding. And him being, I think he was drunk. That's yeah, why sure. I didn't like, really notice or didn't really care. But still, that was real bad. Oh, I don't even know. Like, if I was in those shoes, I really don't know how I'd react. Because that was on a whole nother level. Her special well, the day. Sisters, the sisters were going to go out and beat, and beat that, per- girl, that girl's ass. <laughs> yeah, they, they came in a group. They were ready. Yeah. So, Big Mama saved the day. <laughs> yeah, which brings us to Big Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's to the family. <laughs> <laughs> she was definitely, they, they perfectly casted her. Yeah. Like, the show. Played by Irma P. Hall. Yeah, just perfect cast, perfect, great moments. Yeah, it really it was. Got to be that fist. And she was like so nurturing, but she had that edge about her that you knew you wouldn't mess with her. Yeah. It was really good. And I found myself tearing up. <laughs> when she uh, was going through her stuff with the diabetes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dang. That off my leg. I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, you knew how that was going. I was like, I already see how this is going to go. I, I know, like, the struggle, too. Like, having, like, a grandmother that de- I, I have my grandmother, my grandmother dealt with diabetes. And, and it's hard like when she gets that, because my, my, when my grandmother got that diagnosis and got dealing with that stuff, you know, like she knew she shouldn't have been eating the stuff that she was eating. Yeah. That big moment in this section uh, was eating this, was eating like these that like high calorie like food that's not good for you. That's so true, and the fact that they had it every single Sunday was not. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Say, but like, like every Sunday, dog. Not every Sunday, maybe once a month. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, like, how can you stop that? She's been such a habit. She's been a habit for years, years, and twenty years. Yeah, and it's like, how can you stop that? I was dealing with my grandmother. I couldn't stop her from drinking, wanting to drink something or like that. And when I was too, when I was too strict, my my my, my mother stuff got on me for it. You're too strict. You're too strict. She wants something. <laughs> So they can't. You can't say no to your own. Like you know, your mom would take care of you. You can't, but she. But you know, it's not good for her either. Yeah, I mean, and then I'm gonna point out the fact that when the the movie started, they talked about the grandpa and how he had died. And I'm like, I don't remember. How did he die? What? What? I don't remember. What was that? They just said he passed away. But yeah. I'm looking like it might be because of the food every Sunday. <laughs> but you know, it, it was just the dynamic. I'm like, and there's no correlation. 
Like nobody put it together that the food could be doing all this. No, they did not because people just now starting to realize that now. I mean, you're <laughs> like, right. Today. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, back then the black people really didn't know that and they didn't know. They probably didn't even know about how, you know, buying processed food and all of that kind of stuff, you know, and how unhealthy that is and or, you know, a lot of people, a lot of black people are under the conception that if their sugar, if they feel like their sugar is low, they need to eat candy. And it's the worst thing you can do. No, I ain't know that. <laughs> you just you just eat a piece of something that's healthy, like something with a little good something with good fat in it, you know? Okay. You don't like an avocado or some peanut butter, a scoop of peanut butter. You don't banana. You know, it's gonna shoot your sugar right up and in the way the way it just does more damage than good. Don't drink. And, and bananas honestly are not good for diabetics either because they do make it really too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because those are, those are high in sugar, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I because I'm a diabetic and and I'm learning as I go, whatever. And I remember I would watch like I used to have this monitor on my arm and it would help me watch what makes me what makes my sugar escalate or not, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was all things that I thought that I eat every day. And I was like, son of a... For real? Like, it was everything I ate every day. And you remember, Shay, you would watch me eat like a banana and, and, and peanut butter or apple and peanut butter or something like that all the time. Yeah. And... <laughs> you were eating so healthy. Girl, it was not good for me, but it just, it made me full. That's the only reason why I ate it. <laughs> it made me full. But no, it's no, Mm-mm. and that's why it's it's really hard for Black people to learn how to control their diabetes because they're all misinformed. Dang, yeah, I definitely didn't know about the candy. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't drink no soda. Don't <laughs> just eat something that's regular because even a lot of times your sugar may be dropping, but your sugar still may be high. Mm. And even because, like, you know, when I first got diagnosed, my sugar used to be at like six hundred like all the time and I didn't know like I couldn't see like what days would I like my vision would just stop would just go out on me you know oh my gosh <laughs> but I had no idea it was just like I don't know I just had no idea I didn't know what was going on I thought I was pregnant honestly and even though that's not a symptom <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I'm just saying black people educate yourself on diabetes because you are misinformed. Don't listen to your family members because they don't know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> they not know. You know, I used to all I used to always take care of my grandmother too, and she was a diabetic, and and you know she was just like Lamont was saying. You know, she was like very like she wasn't putting her foot down about her her her, her Coke. She loved yeah. Coca Cola. You know. And she wanted to either have one a day or she was drinking them all throughout the day, all the time. And do you know how much sugar is in Coca-Cola? I mean, gee, <laughs> it's the worst thing to drink. And she would drink it all the time. And she and, and we just, we just kind of, we had to let her because that's yeah. what she wanted. And, you know, and at the end of your years and you were diabetic and you just like, let me eat what I want to eat. I can't do nothing else. Let me eat what I want to eat today. You know, move on to the other side. 
I didn't live my life. I'm good where I'm good. Don't take my food away from me, you know? And that's how a lot of older people think. But educate yourselves on diabetes, please. Because that's just like, you see that every day. You see black people, they eat these foods. And that's because we were all conditioned to eat these foods. That's true. And that's why it's one of the leading, um, what is it? Is it a disease? Is diabetes a disease? I don't even know. And I'm a diabetic. I think so. Uh, <laughs> it's leading diseases in black people. And it's just because we just eating these foods that we were taught to eat and cook all the time. And then we condition our kids to do the same. That's true. I'm sorry. I mean, I ain't even gonna lie. If I saw some mac and cheese and some uh, <laughs> collard <laughs> I would still eat it. So <laughs> I feel, I feel like that's See, I would I'm... pass. I would pass on the collard greens and get to go for cheese. How dare you? Huh? I'm, I've always been interested. I just, I, you know, I do fried chicken, like cheese, yeah. like mac and cheese. Maybe cornbread, maybe if it has sugar in it. It's like sweet. <laughs> I can't do cornbread. I cannot do it. It's so nasty. Like cake cornbread. <laughs> that's true. My mom likes my mom, that's how my mama cooks her cornbread. It's just mad sweet. I'd be like, so is this dessert or how y'all eating this with y'all food? Cause this is mad sweet, bro. <laughs> Dang, that conversation just get me ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm just thinking about. Uh, <laughs> Look, it's a well, be like worst nightmare. <laughs> no, oh. they busted in the movie. They busted out like all this food: fried chicken, collard greens, a fit like fried fish, apple pie, terry pie. I'm like, come on, <laughs> like, are y'all for real? Ham hocks. Yes. <laughs> like there's no way y'all could eat all that like and this I mean, and I, leftovers alone are just to me i can't do those kind of leftovers too it's just like there's certain leftovers that i can do and there's certain leftovers that i can't do i can for thanksgiving i can't do turkey leftovers i just don't like it i like the way it tastes i can do ham leftovers and maybe mashed potatoes and maybe corn as long as everything was separated before. So if it's all mixed or whatever, I can't do it. Mm-mm, me neither. I, there's just certain rules for Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> you need to warn Megan, man. For real? <laughs> <laughs> She already knows. Like she, she had the, she's had the, the speech. She's had the, <laughs> some of the Lamont. I haven't told. I didn't tell everything. I just because if I, if I tell everything, I just overload her. She won't remember. Right now, I'm trying to, trying to get her to get used to the produce thing, and she loves going to Sam's Club, and she will get her produce at Sam's Club, and it's like, why would you do this? <laughs> Why would you? It's it's not this produce is not good. It's because it's too. It's a lot. <laughs> like why? I'd rather buy my produce like once a week. Once a week. It's not that expensive. <laughs> Look, I've never been inside a Sam's Club. So. For real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you buy everything in bulk. 
It's, it's yeah. actually pretty good. <laughs> Look, as a parent, I guess I should try it. But I'm just trying to figure out how they could afford all that food every week. Because she I had mean, all that money stash. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was never broke. So the story, I did like the story of her and her husband, Mother Joe and her husband, and how like he gambled their money away and she went to work instead of just instead of infighting and saying you're trash for losing all those mother's money. It was it, to me, it screamed of like she accepted him for who he was. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't she didn't expect that he was gonna do something stupid like this, but it was always within him to do it. And it's just him. And he, and so now she has to fix the problem. She decided instead of using all that energy to fight him, she used all that energy to, to fix the problem. See, but that's the strong black woman trope where uh, black women are the saviors and we save the day. We come to the rescue and we're just all strong and all knowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because Grandmother Joe was like strong, all knowing. <laughs> exactly, she came had, to had rescue. Uh huh. Had even after death, she came to the rescue with all that money, right? Yeah. All the like saved. <laughs> that she had her brother keep. <laughs> That's exactly. how I knew. I don't he knew that he was keeping that money. Did he know that he was keeping all that money <laughs> in that TV <laughs> that he was carrying around? <laughs> I'm like, maybe we'll be talking about the man that didn't leave his room for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> the man and why. He's like, if I leave, someone's gonna come in and take the money. I exactly. can't, I can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Joe was holding a slave bank and it looks like <laughs> 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 feeding, feeding, make sure he's still alive. And <laughs> as long as he's still alive, he's good. He's he's he's, he's watching the money. <laughs> Uncle Joe talking like he wants to. Uncle Pete wants to go get uh, let's go get a girl, or whatever. Sure, I'll provide a girl. You just stay in there. You just keep the money. Just just, just watch the money. <laughs> <laughs> you want some on Sunday? I'll, I'll, I'll warm you up a plate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest girl part. Girl wants one too. I'll get a plate. <laughs> no, that's for real. The fact that they would make him a plate and put it on a tray, and he would just open the door. And like pull the they train get it. In. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the beginning I was like, are these signs of depression or like, what is going on with this guy? He was perfectly fine. He was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he got out, he still thought he still thought his sister was around. Mm-mm-mm. So, like, what is so? What is your favorite moment in Sophie? Mm, that's a good question. Honestly, guys, y'all might think I'm crazy for this. Was but it was it was when he uh, charged up old girl in the salon. <laughs> 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 Dang Cooper. <laughs> I don't know why. 
but it just got me excited. Oh, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I don't know. It just kind of if I don't. Never mind. I'm not gonna elaborate on that. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna highlight black love. What's a moment that got you that kind of got you like, okay, was there is there any moment in this movie that kind of got you like, okay, I'm a, I'm interested in that moment. I'm interested in that person or I'm interested in that and, and what's going on there. Um, is there a moment like that for y'all? I just really liked uh the relationship that the middle sister had with her husband. Granted, mm. she stole him from Terry Ad. <laughs> but mm. but their like marriage and their dynamic was really nice and refreshing compared to everybody else. Yeah. In the movie. You could tell that they were uh in sync and they actually got along. They loved each other. What about you, Lamont? Favorite moment is when they're all together on the, at a dinner table talking about everything. I like that. And then uh, moment, the moment I got going, you gonna call me crazy, but you know what? It had to be gonna be it's gonna be the miles in the faith. It's gotta be the miles in the faith. I'm sorry. What? I I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, that Miles connected with Faith in that moment. Yes, it was wrong, but Terry had it coming. <laughs> Terry had it. Oh, man. I mean, Terry, Terry was wrong. Terry was wrong. Terry was wrong. No. Terry was wrong. Miles is wrong too, but Terry was wrong, and Terry was wrong. If she was there, it wouldn't have happened. That's true. Point blank. I will okay, say that. Lamar, no judgment. I mean, that was one of my favorite moments, too, because low-key, Lamont, even though I don't want to agree with you, I feel the same way. <laughs> like, Terry was just down in this man's dreams. Her cousin comes and is, like, so supportive and sweet, and yeah. they seem to be vibing on the same level. I was just waiting for it to happen, and I felt happy for Miles. <laughs> oh, man, Shay. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's a real Terry wasn't giving him nothing. Yeah. Terry wasn't giving him nothing, and, and Terry was the one that was wrong. Terry was the that, one that was wrong. That doesn't mean that does not give anybody an excuse to cheat on anybody. That's true. I'm not saying it gives him the right. I'm not saying that he, he was right to cheat. I'm just saying that that, that it happened exactly as it should have. Because she didn't do nothing, she didn't do nothing to save it. She didn't do nothing to stop it. She didn't do nothing. She shouldn't have let her cousin in the house. Girl, that was my first thought. (laughs) She is young. She is pretty. What are you doing? (laughs) But where was she gonna go? Where was she gonna go? I I guess. I guess if Terry, if Terry says so, Terry supposedly had all this money. So I guess I would assume that maybe she could have put her up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. No, or something in the garage I don't think Big Mama's house at the room I don't think I was like Big Mama ain't there mm-hmm. yeah that's true too they probably don't trust her in the house 
They want to keep it. They said Terry up for failure with that one. (laughs) Well, they didn't know that she was sitting on Miles' dream. I mean, like, they didn't have that conversation out there in front of everybody, which they should have. Maybe they should have. I don't know. God, they feel like if, if 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 she had shit on his dream in front of Max and Bird, they would she would it would have been like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I, I I like and you know what? Like of all the sisters, like I am like I like Terry. I think Terry's very good looking, but like she was so cold to Miles, so cold, like. I just didn't, I just, there was just like no attraction, no nothing with them. They were just like, even when like Bit Mom was going to do all that stuff, like they, she, he wasn't even standing next to her in the same, in the room. Uh-uh. Like he was standing alone. But that's why they kept telling her to focus on her marriage because I'm sure they all saw it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not justifying it. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that like it, she didn't do anything to stop it. Therefore, it's gonna happen. There it has to for it to happen. He's not right to do it, but nobody stopped it. Nobody trying to work on it. That's what happens when people don't don't focus on their issues, like we said. <laughs> she goes out of control. <laughs> hey, she had a lot going on at the time. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe she wasn't normally like that. I'm gonna give her <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I can't. I can't give it a benefit of the doubt because you know what, like. I don't know. I, I always felt like if you whatever if you're dealing with if you're dealing with a lot of things in your life and you mistreat somebody, chances are it's probably what you owe either how you always felt or how or just how or just like you you're at your truest self and you're dealing with a lot of issues and you don't and you don't have a lot of control. And she doesn't didn't have a lot of control in that moment, and she let out how she really felt. But she didn't support his dream. That's true. And also, like, how can you like? I'm, I feel like too. How can you say that? Like, yes, she dealing with a whole lot when she wasn't at the hospital every day or anything. Like, she came home. She went to work. She came home. Like, she yes, she was still dealing with grandma, with her mom, and dealing with that kind of stuff too. But like. On some level, because Miles did invite her to the club. Like, she needs a break. And he was trying to give her that break. But she didn't want that break. She wanted to, to stew and to then to focus on things that she has no control over. Like you said, Shay, she's trying to control everything. Yeah, that's it. So I, I see your point. I see your point, Cooper. I just say I just I just can't. I just you know like if you if you don't do anything to work against it, then whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I mean, you can't say that like <laughs> shame on them when nobody did anything to stop it. Nah, man. They both at fault. <laughs> they both are at fault. <laughs> they are both at fault, but it doesn't justify it, though. You know, I. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying that what that's what got me going. I don't feel bad that that's what got me going because <laughs> that's what happens. That that's what happens when people don't deal with their problems. Like people do whatever they want to do. 
because they're not dealing with it. They're not. They're not. At, they're not acting as man or wife anymore. <laughs> they're not dealing with it. <laughs> I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that's what got me going. And I was in that in that moment. He connected with somebody that supported his dream and supported him, and that's what happened. Mm, I feel like if the tables was turned, would you feel still feel the same? Yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> and Terry got with okay. and, and Terry got with somebody, and Terry got with somebody that was a man that supported his dream. Yes, I would feel the same. <laughs> look at Lamont. <laughs> they were wrong and I said I like Terry I think she's very good looking so if I, there was a scene like that with Terry there you go <laughs> so what about you Cooper you said the you said the scene with uh um, with Lim and Bird going at it in the beauty shop, that was like your favorite scene. What was the scene that got you going? She's going to say Maxine and, and Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Which they were the least. They were the least. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a hypocrite when I say this. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go. No, no, come on. We we all we all said ours, Coop. You gotta gotta say yours. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It's all good. It's just the movie. <laughs> no, honestly, it really was the it was the first scene where um. Tell me their names again. Uh oh, dudes, the cheating, the cousin, and the and the man, whatever that that scene, that that first scene, because I, it was really relatable. <laughs> I'm confused. You the cousin, the cousin, and the man. Yeah, I mean Miles and Faith. Yes. Yeah. So that okay, so that relationship, I got you. Okay, my bad. <laughs> I was like, you said the first scene. I was like, that's not the first scene. <laughs> No, I just meant like the well, you know that the you I know, got him you feeling him feeling down and her comforting him, and then it just ended yeah. up turning into something else. And right, know, just, yeah, you could feel his hurt, you know, yeah, his comfort in her at that yeah. point, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's like the outlandish thing that I felt like it was kind of crazy that they had in that. Like the craziest thing in the movie for me was having the reverend still around after all those years. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why is this dude? Is he still a pastor? Is he still preaching? The way he talking, who would listen to that? <laughs> it's like who would listen to him preaching like that? <laughs> who would the don't with the table? <laughs> On the table and in the tummy. We thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mama Joe, Mama Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But he was just all types of inappropriate anyway. He was. He was. <laughs> just kissing all on Maxine or whatever. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why is it okay? <laughs> Why is everybody not stepping in? Like, hey, hey, hey. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the pastor? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> yep. And it's funny because there's some pastors that are really like, <laughs> like that That's and be true. preaching <laughs> man there was this one this one minister at my at my grandmother's funeral he, he got on the pulpit and started talking then he started saying the n-word and cussing and my regular pastor he just stood up real fast like he couldn't believe the man started cussing on the pulpit and so he just grabbed him by the shoulder and the guy was like well I'm about to wrap it up now (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) but some some ministers are out there like that that's so true that makes me think of the cotton bowl like the classic uh, with the Gremlin and Prayer View. We used to go mm. through here. But when they do the prayer, they wrap it up in a song. So uh, he'll be like, <laughs> like a rap song, a popular rap song that year. He'll be like, so we, we pray that uh, this game goes good. And, you know, like we say, I'm so fly. <laughs> <laughs> It killed me every year. So, like, favorite song that they use in this movie? Definitely Mama. Damn, the song's still in my head. (laughs) 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 I still would have been singing it. And then when you brought it up again earlier, it just started playing in my head. (laughs) Mama? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say I care about you, Milestone. The one in the nightclub. Okay. Yeah. It was a good song. You know that's a song. You know Babyface wrote that for real. Oh really? Mm-hmm. And then the second is the melody to uh the mel the melody, the piano melody to Don't oh, Leave yeah. Me. Oh yeah. So good. It was fire. Mm-hmm. Like I just want that on a track without the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that, though, that, that it really hot. was that good, though, Lamont. It really was because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "Man, that's that's kind of fire." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like that movie because I watched I watched it and then like my fiance came home right mm-hmm. and. I was just in this music. I think she came in right at the end. She came in right at the end of the movie. And I was so in this like musical mode, like that that kind of music mode that we just spent like two hours just looking at old R and B music of that of that time, that era. See, that's always that's the best music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She ruined it though. She said she wanted to play some Mario, a Mario song. I'm like, <laughs> you ruined it. Moment over. <laughs> Moment over. She's like, this is my favorite song. I'm like, you you ruined it. We're done. I, I listened to it. And as soon as she as soon as it was done, I was like, I'm not, I'm done. 
You're such a butt munch. Dang. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that's not the first time that she showed me that that she that that she played that Mario song for me. <laughs> and I'm trying to have my moment. <laughs> I'm trying to have the because I don't really have a lot of like musical moments with her because she doesn't really like my taste of music because I've been listening to all kinds of music. And so she and so uh, I'm having this musical moment. You would think that like. You know, he doesn't really listen to a lot of like love songs, stuff like that. Let me just let me just kind of like just enjoy this moment with him. She's like, we play this Mario song. <laughs> I love I really like. <laughs> I'm like, we can't And I know she did, probably didn't remember that she played it for me. So that's why I didn't even like point out that I already heard it. I just sat there and listened to it. <laughs> but I was like, but I was like, hmm. I'm out. This moment, this kill, this kill, this song kills my mom. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a horrible song either. It just, it just wasn't. It just didn't hit me home. Like it was totally relatable to the R and B stuff that we listened to. It's just, it was just, I didn't, it didn't hit me where I live like all the other stuff did. <laughs> Which song was it? What was it? Let me go on my YouTube history. Look it up. <laughs> no, it's in there. It's in there. That's why. That's why I have the history and stuff like that because I don't always remember it. But I'll tell you what: as long as I have technology, I can always figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just give me, just give me a little minute. Talk amongst yourselves. Give me a minute. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> uh, my sister and her husband. Anytime you walk up to their front door, you hear the music bursting through the cracks of the front of the house. They have it on blast all the time, and they're like either cooking together or they're cleaning together. They got like old R&B songs, and they just sing at the top of their lungs. Yes, <laughs> that's just that's my sister and her husband all the time. I told you that's my weekly playlist. You know, when you clean in the house, you put that on. <laughs> <laughs> Go about your business. Yeah, uh, Megan was singing that song. The singer was trying to sing to me, and I was like, "It's, it's the Mario song too." I was like, "Oh, it's let me love you." Oh, oh that's a good okay. one. No, nah, I'm with you, Lamont. No. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not okay. It doesn't have the same vibe, y'all right? But it's a good song. Yeah, but it still don't have the same vibe. I would have been vibe like, as the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> you know, put on this right before, right before, um, I, right before I played uh the uh, Mario Let Me Love You, I was on. All for one, I can love you like that. I don't, I don't think I've heard that song. That's a good one. All for one, I can love you like that. It's a good one. And, I went, and then from there, I went from Casey and JoJo all my life. Ooh, I was yeah. in all, all the good stuff. I was yeah. in all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that you makes know, me want to listen to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It, it was just all good. I was like, oh, this moment is hitting me. Hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm over it. 
<laughs> as soon as she played that Mario song, I was like, oh, fuck, this is dead. This just killed the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shay, what was your favorite like musical moment? You said it was babe, it was um Mama. Mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was so good. And the fact that they pretty much played the whole song and gave you a montage of the whole family. Mm. I was like, this is so cute. <laughs> and, and you know, most of the time at the beginning of the movies, it makes you want to fast forward through that part. But when it started, I started singing instantly. Yep. And then I, and I let it play through the whole introduction. And, I was, and then I looked at the time, I was like, damn, this little boy's still talking. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah, I just. I was. Once they start playing Mama, I might watch this movie again, man. It's just that good. <laughs> it's just that, the music and just the the characters. I was so. There's something about like like movies, black movies of the '90s are just so good. You know, That's true. Yeah. Soul Food, Friday, the Friday movies. They don't make them like that no more. They really or it's don't. Like always the same scenario over and over and over again. I mean. Ugh. That's true. Can we get another way into exhale, please? For real. Yes. Sequel to that, though. I mean, what what would the sequel to that to that be? Like the mother, the mother, one of the mothers had a son, right? So I don't think it could do anything with to him. No, I think it would be like a more modern version. You know, like I don't even, I don't even think they should have the same character. Yeah, I don't think. I think so it either. should be okay. like a more. You know, a 2020, not even maybe 2020, maybe a 2020 version. <laughs> it's so rough, you know, but you know, because I know a lot of a lot of drama probably going on right now. People, oh, like, for sure. But I mean, um, the way they tell, it would be like a poly thing. I mean, that's the that's the thing that's hitting now, the youth now. <laughs> you see more than that than that. Yeah, that is true, but that ain't my life. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? But, you said, but you said twenty twenty. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be you. It wouldn't be you. It would be the, these youngins, these guys, people in their twenties dating and stuff like that. You know? No, I mean like, I mean like people that are our age, though. You know? But anyway, uh, okay. You know? So we're I, <laughs> no, we know we're thirty, right? You know I'm like thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> so I look, okay. I, look, I know you a little older than me. Don't be trying to knock me down like I'm some kind of youth. No, no, no. <laughs> I, just, no I was thinking, I was like, you assumed that I was younger, that I was like younger than I'm still in my 20s. I'm like, no, you know, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> my looks fool you. I am definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get away to XL too, maybe, maybe. Well, you know, she came out with a book. I I read it. It was a the second installment because Waiting to Excel is by Terry McMillan, uh, the original. It was a book. Mm. So mm. she came, yeah, she came out with the second one. I didn't really like it that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the book. <laughs> so I'm all for a revamp. You can't catch my thing in bottle twice. I mean. I mean, maybe you can. Best Man Holiday was really good. Oh, it was good. Mm. Mm. I watched that. Like, that's a movie that I can watch like a few times. Yeah, same with Best Man, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch the best man holiday without the best man though. I yeah. watch both those. Honestly, I've never watched the best man. <laughs> That's pretty good. What? I know. I can't you get myself to watch that. it. Or That's I can't get myself you. to watch the whole movie. Mm. You gotta That's do it. Do. That's what we're gonna do, Coop and Shay. We're gonna do best man, best man holiday for Christmas. Oh, that'll be so good. Side note, that was my favorite movie when I was seven. I probably shouldn't have been watching it, <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was everything. You know, so was the movie that I shouldn't have been watching that was younger. <laughs> like, especially that scene with Miles and Faith, that bitch should have watched that. But I, my eyes were glued. I was like, you were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, made, it made them wash. I was washing dishes while I was watching it too. And I was like, this is a memorable moment. Oh my God. <laughs> Young LB. <laughs> so, what is our favorite like, black movie? Favorite black movie is like Soul Food or whatever. I mean, I don't know if this is like soul food, but it's. No, I mean, not, not like just like just black movie. The color purple. Mm-hmm. Here she go. <laughs> I watched it once a year. Have you Every seen time. Beloved? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. I don't really like it that much, though. A lot of people don't, but it was a very memorable movie for me as a kid because it was kind of scary. Oh, it was scary? Mm, it can't be when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch it. Put it on your watch list. I am. I'm going to add it to the list. You know what? I'm going to say The Preacher's Wife, Denzel Washington, Winnie Houston. That's mm. like my... Christmas movie, Christmas black movie. I watch it every Christmas. I try to get Megan to watch it. I just happen we just have that opportunity, but this is the year she's gonna watch it. Like it's great. Music in it's great. Winnie Houston is magical. Denzel <laughs> Washington is just awesome. Wait, what movie? Uh Preacher's Wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is a good movie. The soundtrack is A1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I will say that the movie, a black movie that gave me nightmares is like Rosewood because it's like, a, it's like, a, you know, it's, a, it's set in a town that had, you know, I guess, I don't know if they had free slaves, they were free or whatever, but still they're having issues. And like, there was like a lynch, some murder or something happened with one of the white people's family. And so they had a lynch mob that went to the only black family that lived in that town. And it basically like tried to lynch them, try to like trying to investigate like who did what. And they all, cause they all suspected the black family, but mm-hmm. the big mama, the mother, the grandmother, the, the basically the woman who raised a lot of the children in that town stood up for the family and went out there at, by herself. And was like, nobody in here did it. Y'all are wrong. Y'all need to go back home, blah, blah, blah. And somebody in the crowd trips out and ends up shooting the big mama. And I was, that was so traumatic to me. I was, I had nightmares that night. I thought someone was going to shoot my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I was in tears, tears. So traumatic. I still remember it to this day. Wow. Aww. 
I've never seen that one, but now I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so sad. It was. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this is our, that's our soul food talk. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll meet. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Ta-ta.